listening to Best Served Cold, a Born Millennials podcast. The Australian true crime podcast where we drink wine and talk about crime. Formerly Egypt's 36th most popular true crime podcast, hosted by Tama J and Laura Lease. Sit down, relax, grab a drink and enjoy this week's episode. Hello. Hello, hello. Oh, thank God it's Friday. Thank God. Fuck, it's Friday. Yeah, it might be Saturday for people in America, or is it the other way around? It's Thursday for them. We're ahead of time, so it'll okay. be Thursday for so them. So it's almost time for you guys in America. It's but... almost Friday. It's almost TGIF. Yeah, Hold unless, on. unless you're like me day. and you work part-time and your it Thursday is your Friday. And you work part-time and I don't, <laughs> I don't have to work Friday. Well, I don't. Well, some of us do, so don't okay. rub it in. Right. Anyway, welcome to Best Served Cold, our little sidecar episode on the rocks. Yes. Where we talk about the cases that either just weren't long enough or didn't have enough available mm-hmm. information to fill out a whole episode. They're the cases that Simon Cowell deemed not good enough. Exactly. Exactly. And by Simon Cowell, we mean me. Yes. No, not really. Uh, but yeah, welcome. Little disclaimer for those who knew, we do swear a lot on this show. So if you're someone who doesn't like swearing, maybe don't listen. Although we don't swear nearly as much on this episode because we don't really. Yeah, I mean, look, d- just just know that there will be swear words. We don't censor ourselves. No. So if you're sensitive to those words, like just, then this show isn't for you. It's not for you. Yeah. Anyway, it's my turn to go first. It this is. Week. Let's, Let's just jump right into it. Jump on in of it. Jump on in jump of it. Jump on in of it. Yeah. Wow. Great. Okay, this is a great start. start. Yeah. Let's try that again. Let's jump right into it. I love how English was... is our first language and we just have a zero grasp on it. And we're trying to make a job out of speaking. Yeah. yeah. We, this it is why you guys well. are here. You're here to well. see the kitchen burn. Anyway, in this week's episode of On the Rocks, I'm going to be talking about Carolina Olsen, a.k.a. the Sleeper of Okno. Uh, there aren't too many Swedish words in this. There are a few, though. So if I mispronounce the Swedish words, I apologize. So Okno is the first one. Okno? Okno, something Ochno. like that. Yeah, Okno. Okno. Yeah. Anyway. Know. So Carolina was born in a small town of Monsteras in Sweden in 1862 into a family of five. At the age of 14 in 1876, she suffered an accident after slipping on an ice lake and hitting her head um, and severely damaging one of her teeth. Some articles she say she completely fell through the ice and was like rescued. Oh. And some say she just slipped and hit her head on the ice. So she came home and she complains to her parents about having a bad headache. And then about a week later, she complains that this has been followed up with a splitting toothache and her family being a very, coming from a very small, very Catholic Lutheran Mm. religious family, go sawtooth, that'd be witchcraft. So they tell her to go to bed. They're like, you're not going to go to a doctor. You're just going to go to bed. Yeah. So she does. She goes to bed. She falls asleep. She doesn't wake up for 32 years. 32 years? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. So her family are very poor, a poor fishing family. So they weren't able to afford a lot of medical care. So initially they're not able to actually get a doctor out. So with the help of family, friends and a local midwife, they force feed her a diet of milk and sugar water to just try and keep her alive. Jeez. Eventually the family is able to get a doctor to come out and visit who determines that Carolina appears to be in a coma, but notes it's odd that her hair fingers or toenails aren't growing because people who are in comas, 
their nails and hair will still right. grow, yeah, from of my course. understanding. And when you sleep, yeah. your hair still grows. They also try pressing pins into the tips of her fingers to elicit a response and they get nothing. Her family often remarks that frighteningly they would witness her sitting up in bed and mumbling prayers that she'd learned as a child, but she still appears to be asleep. Whoa. In 1892, she's admitted to hospital for electroconvulsive therapy, but Carolina neither wakes up nor improves in any measurable manner. After this, she is sent home and she's not seen by a single other doctor. She's She survives by being force-fed a diet of condensed sweetened milk because from my understanding is her swallow reflex still worked, so they were able to kind of force the spoon into her mouth. Interesting. And she would swallow right. the milk, but um, she doesn't awaken or speak. Although allegedly when her younger brother had passed away in 1907, she allegedly breaks out into a fit of hysterical tears despite the fact that she's not awake. Whoa. So on April 3rd, 1908, 32 years and 42 days after she had fallen asleep, Carolina awakes. She wakes up to a completely new world in a body that is now middle-aged. She's incredibly thin and weak and she has trouble speaking, also having an aversion to light for the first few days after she awakes. She has no memories of life passing her by, but she can remember everything of her life prior to falling asleep as if she'd literally gone to sleep for one night. Unsurprisingly, she becomes a media sensation. And while her family shies away from the press attention, it was said that Carolina herself loved it. Despite being 46 when she finally comes out of her coma, she appears to have barely aged, looking to be in her early 20s, which is where she kind of gets the moniker of like sleeping beauty. When asked about what she could remember from her time sleeping, she replies that she remembers everything before her sleep and all that she could remember about the sleep itself was constant visions of blue faces submerged in water, which is weird because both her brothers had died by drowning. Oh, that is very weird. Of course, countless studies have been done and some doctors suspect that it was not sleep or a coma, but some weird form of hibernation. This is mainly due to the fact that her hair or nails didn't grow. However, allegedly it came out that during the 32 years, Carolina did occasionally wake up with her family having seen her like sleepwalking and crawling for very brief periods of time, like crawling along the floor. Interesting. Just super creepy. Yeah. And one psychiatrist actually postured that Carolina, in fact, had made the whole thing up. She just kept her eyes closed and refused to eat in order to elicit sympathy with her mother and family in on the ruse to help pull it off. Sure, for 32 years. Considering she right. underwent electroconvulsive therapy yeah. as well, I'm like, That's, okay. sure, Jan. Yeah, whatever you have to say, sure. Carolina was examined and found to be perfectly, completely mentally and physically healthy. She lived until 1950 when she passed away from an intracranial hemorrhage and to this day, Doctors have not really been able to explain what happened to her. That's fascinating. Isn't it so weird? So it's almost like her body just stopped, like, mm. re- stopped anything, any like, ceased function, but also preserved itself naturally. And she existed yeah. off of fucking condensed milk. Well, because I guess also you think about the amount of calories your body would use if your nails yeah. aren't growing, your hair's not growing, and you're in some kind of weird hibernation phase. Yeah, and your, the calories that are in sweet Like your body, well. I think, just to like live and grow and operate your organs needs like 1,200 calories or something. That's fascinating. Condensed milk has quite a bit of calories in it. That's what I was saying. It, so it would so. be a good meal replacement. 
if your body has already kind of shut down a few things, I imagine you could theoretically live off a very small amount of calories. And if you think about it, a varying diet is good for like, you know, intermuscular, your joints, your muscles, brain activity, eye activity, muscle function, your like the blood vessels like and when like half of that isn't being used it's like Mm. well it doesn't do you need that yeah it was really it was quite sad though because when she had woken up two of her brothers and her mother had both died right um so there are a few things i read that said like when she woke up she was hysterical and a lot of people think she probably like caught a glimpse of herself in the mirror and freaked out as you would oh yeah of course imagine like just going to sleep one day and then waking up 32 years later. That's a long time. That'd be a That's great... That's not even the amount of time I've been alive for. No. That'd be a great pre- like premise for a movie if it mm. hasn't already been done. I think it has might have already Probably. been done. Yeah. It did it in Fallout 4. Well, there you go. You, go, you like get cryogenically frozen and you wake up 110 years later. But see, that's cry- I wouldn't mind yeah. so much cryogenically because then at least I haven't wasted my life. Yeah, that's true. I'm like, that's you wake true. up and you're nearly 50. Yeah, and you're like, and you're like cool, well, I've got not that many good years left. Yeah. <laughs> I missed out on... Shit. These, these, I missed out on my whole years. Yeah. Yeah. Happens Damn. to the best of us. Crazy. But yeah, that's the story of Carolina Olsen. Fascinating. I have to look up um, photos of her now to see what she looked like when she came out, because that's incredible. Yeah, she really doesn't look like particularly old. It's kind of Ooh, creepy. What if she was a vampire? Well, she died. Yeah, well, maybe someone reversed the... I don't know. Let me let me just... <laughs> let me have my theories. All right, anyway. So, I am talking about this phenomenon that is... Uh, and now, a lot of my cases have sort of centered around TikTok. That's just because there's so much fascinating content coming from TikTok at the Love moment. That. Like, the most recent one being that Jin kid who's like... You know, as I said last time, this guy I knew on TikTok who just made these videos that I liked murdered his fucking wife. Like, anyway, TikTok has just a a plethora of weird shit coming out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is probably some of the more darker stuff that is coming out of it by like a couple, you know, I've seen many different weird things coming from TikTok, specifically really gross stuff. Like they'll have videos of, like cute puppies playing like that and then they'll have like videos of someone legitimately killing themselves and which is so weird because like, like tiktok is so, like so hard to yeah, get anything exactly through. like when any one of our especially your channel as well yeah um, anything with like fake blood was just yeah. automatically flagged for review and i was like it's a it's a scene from yeah. the movie which i imagine must have came must have like come after these things sort of happen, right. because I have noticed a massive dial down and anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I imagine the harsh, the censoring came from things like this. Um, so I won't speak too much into that because that's a, a whole different topic. Um, but I am talking about this weird trend that was known as the Jonathan Galindo TikTok trend, or otherwise known as Jonathan G. Um, mostly because on most platforms, if you talk about the specific name, you tend to get flagged. Okay. On YouTube, they tend to demonetize the videos if you mention this name. Interesting. So it's mostly known as Jonathan G. Um, huge trigger warning. There is uh, a lot of graphic 
references and a lot of details on self-harm and suicide. So if this is a sensitive topic to you, um, it might not be a, a good case for you to listen into. Um, I will. I won't be going too much into it because I know it is a sensitive topic. Mm. Um, but just so you know, it is part of this case. So, as I said before, Jonathan Galindo, or the other was known as John G. It's a started primarily as a TikTok channel. Um, I believe that's where its origins came from, as far as we can sort of see. And a lot of various TikTok channels stemmed from this one. So there were dozens at some point. Okay. The original one has been banned for obvious reasons that I'll go into. But um, the profile picture is the most recognizable thing with the name. It appears to... And I encourage you to look it up right now because it's gonna. It's kind of hard to, to talk about it really. Like look up Jonathan Galindo. So G-A-L-I-N-D-O or Jonathan G... Um, and what you'll see is a... Oh, that's really creepy. Yeah, so it's a realistic, like, uh, prosthetic cosplay of, like, a goofy character or, like, a man trying to make himself look more like a dog. Um, so, and just the faces that are made with it are just incredibly creepy. Um, so imagine this person with that profile picture and those pictures being used mm. contacting you. Yeah, so Already. Did he do the Momo thing as well? So I'm going to get into that. Okay, I won't spoil so, it. So, um, yes. Have so, it's super fucking creepy. All the, all the channels with the Jonathan G moniker had this profile picture or similar pictures of the same kind of person doing the prosthetic things. Mm-hmm. So, to better understand the story, the this persona was essentially a continuation of what was known as the Blue Whale Challenge. Now, if you don't know what the Blue Whale Challenge is, it is thought to have originated in Russia and was mostly garnering attention around 2016, though it's thought to have started in 2013, as early as that. It it soon spread everywhere and became a huge phenomenon, and it was essentially just a game where people tried to manipulate young people or anyone into doing various things and actions for them and posting them online every day okay. for 50 days so for, for 50 days there's a challenge a day so it was that's essentially what it is just a game people get you to do something one thing a day the tasks that they would get people to do uh i, I listed off a few of them directly mm. um so the one of them is carve a specific phrase usually F57 on the person's own hand or arm. So that means, yes, literally carve it onto your body. Wake up at unusual hours, usually around 4.20 a.m. and watch a horror video sent by the administrators. Make lengthwise cuts to the person's own body. Draw a whale on a piece of paper. Write yes on the person's own leg if ready to be a whale. If not, they should cut themselves or self-mutilate themselves. Climb to the roof and have the person's legs dangling over the edge. And last one that I'll include is meet the whale who is an admin apparently of this whole thing. So what the admin thing sort of means and the F57 thing, as I said before, in around May 2016, this sort of garnered a huge amount of attention um, and it was they were linking a several unrelated child suicides to this membership of a group called F57, which is on 
um, this Russian-based social media network called VK. Okay. VK is this huge social media network on in Russia. And that's where I believe people were creating this blue whale challenge and contacting people via the VK social network. Right. So the administrators refer to people on this VK feed, getting people to do this. So... <sighs> This is when investigations suggested that the game actually began in Russia and somewhere around 2013 and unfortunately claimed its first suicide victim in 2015. At that time, a Russian teenager called Rina Palankova posted a selfie with the caption, NYA, bye, before killing herself. Supposedly, one of the admins on this VK page has been arrested for their part in what actually transpired, but um, as far as I can tell, I couldn't look too much into that. Mm -hmm. The name Blue Whale was made to represent the game because anim like blue whales would beach themselves and die on the beach. Right. And it's sort of like a link to suicide, essentially. V very fucking Yeah, super pleasant. So this was where we lead ourselves to the infamous Momo picture. This is circulating all around 2019. Now, I I'm exactly like you. I'd, I hate it. Looked into like I wanted, so I wanted to look a bit more into the Momo picture. I had to do like text only websites because the picture freaks me out. I can't look at it; mm. it's terrible. And a f interesting fact: YouTube and most social media platforms ban will it? ban you from posting this picture because of the 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 controversy surrounding it. So you might have seen this Momo picture circling all around social media. It was a huge thing. The reason why it was so viral today is because it was essentially part two to the Blue Whale Challenge. Right. It was literally a continuation of that challenge. It's the same thing, except this time it was using the an image which was created by... Um, the image itself was borrowed from the Japanese sculptor Kisuke Aiso. So um, same sort of premise... There's a challenge a day, and the at the at the end of the challenge, you have to kill yourself. That's the final challenge. It's the same thing with the blue whale challenge. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that's literally why you would see this picture everywhere is because people were using this profile picture and a profile to contact children yeah. and manipulate them into doing terrible things, eventually leading them to kill themselves. So this brings us to this TikTok channel, Jonathan Galindo or Jonathan G. So the first reported sightings of Jonathan G were on the, of course, now infamous TikTok handle, but they were also found messaging people on Instagram, Twitter, and Discord. Whether it was the original person who started it or just people who branched off and did their own thing, we don't know. Mm. Most likely the latter. Um, but so you might be wondering how did people in the Blue Whale Challenge, Momo and Jonathan G managed to manipulate so many kids into taking this game. So usually it starts with threats of doxing the individual, which if you don't know what that is, it's revealing threatening information about people, like their address, online accounts, bank accounts, things like that. Like mostly their, um, their addresses. Mm -hmm. um, one of the ways they would actually trick kids into, into thinking they know everything about them is they would send them a link. And that when they click on that link, that gives the person who sent it um, their IP address, so the victim's IP address. So all that person has to do is copy and paste the IP address, go to a website like IP Lookup, and they instantly have enough information, such as their general location, to scare them. Yeah, freak them out. Yeah. And this then led to kids thinking, 
fuck, like they know who I am. Mm. So from here, they would threaten to kill their families. They would Jesus. threaten to re- reveal information. Um, one by one, they would do these terrible things unless they played this game. So uh, as you can imagine, you know... Uh, That's so fucked it, up. It is really fucked up. So as you can imagine, you know, children saw these these things and just it led to them to be manipulated by individuals who mm. thought this was a funny game. So... That gives us the why and how this is happening. But what about the what? The actual picture of the person itself. What is this picture? So the actual person behind the Jonathan Galindo name doesn't seem to have any background. There's not really anyone named that that has any significance. It could just be a random name that was made up. So the actual person, though, the behind the images is a man called Samuel Canini, aka Dusky Sam. So Sam is a mask maker, and he enjoys making cosplay, amongst other things. I believe he's also like a screenwriter, does several things. Um, he caught wind of this whole Jonathan G thing, and he actually made a couple of tweets that I'd like to read out because it perfectly encapsulates what I think, what what should be heard. Mm. So he, and I, I'm quoting him directly. So this is Dusky Sam on Twitter. Hello, everyone. This Jonathan G. Madness seems to be terrorizing a great many young, impressionable people. The photos and videos are mine from 2012 to 2013. They were for my own weird amusement then, not for some modern day thrill seeker looking to scare and bully people. If you get some message from anyone starting up some game, do not engage them. Do not let them into your life. This world has enough real problems and suffering or dying for someone's cheap pleasure should not be one of them. So as I mentioned before, sadly, in every iteration of this game, there has led to some suicides. Um, There are stories of kids of different ages. Some I've read even being 11 years old. There was one um, mention of this kid in Italy who left behind a note to his parents saying, I have to do this. I love you. Goodbye. Um, So just like with the blue whale, though, people using the Jonathan G name have been sent off to prison. Whether it was the original person or not, there has been actual arrests from all iterations of this, Mm. which is something good. Um, But it's just a terrible fucking thing to happen on yeah, the internet it's awful. as the social media is expanding we're kind of getting more like grotesque things like this happening and it's just it's really not cool um so part of and the reason kids, why i, I know like, part, part of the reason why i wanted to mention this is because i know there are some people who do listen to our show who have kids um and who are in this uh, the age of maybe looking to soon have kids if you do have kids or you're going to have kids and you want to monitor their online activity, I think it's a fucking great thing. Yeah. I think definitely be involved with what your your children are doing online. Thought of having kids to me right now with the internet the way it is terrifies me. Absolutely fucking terrifies just to, me. Just to like put this out there, I, I understand like it's a huge... Like I, I fucking hated my parents monitoring everything that I did on my, on, online. It yeah. was a terrible thing and I resented my parents for at the Hated time. Hated at the time. The, that was at a time where like the internet was one one hundredth of what it is now. Mm. Like this is back in fucking 20, like 2012. Yeah. Like my parents were too concerned about me being on the internet too much. Little did they know I was on a fucking RPG called Horseland yeah. pretending to 
breed thoroughbred Arabians. Exactly. Like, I was on Naruto chat forums <laughs> like that. Like it, we're maybe on we're just levels. lame. <laughs> maybe, yeah. But like, I, I taught I, myself it, how to use Photoshop so I could make profile pictures <laughs> for my horses, which led to a, a rather Career great graphic, a graphic design. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, look, but we'll unpack that look, in another... Yeah, so exactly. Anyway, my point thing. is, I, I think the way that the internet is now and how accessible everything is, especially with smartphones, with tablets, with devices, I think um, you don't... You, can, you, can, you, can, you can't necessarily... Uh, you can control what you, your kids do online, for sure. Like, And you can be there. You can make sure that they're making good decisions. What you can't control is what other people are saying to them or doing to them. And that's the big part of this story is this is people who have threatened them online and tricked them without your knowledge, without the parents' knowledge. And that's the scariest thing is yeah. just think about how preventable this is. You know, if... Um, and I guess for something like this as well, something as simple as like a VPN yes, blocker, yeah. while obviously it's not going to stop kids from coming across people like this at least... It stops people from being able to access your yeah, personal information. Yeah, exactly. So do be, be careful. like, oh, yes, I see you're in Russia. And the kid's yeah. like, no, that's, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically it. There have like been um, other cases on TikTok of like um, there was a live stream that a man made in Russia where he, he committed suicide and he said the exact same ending phrase as the first woman to commit suicide via the blue whale challenge. Mm. Um, and that was fairly recent too. So I believe it's like, it's a still ongoing thing and yeah. it, it's just, it's just going to come in a new iteration, a different name. Um, so just please, for the love of God, like protect your children and look at what they're doing on the internet and just educate them. Like know that like there are things out there that like IP address reverse and, ways that yeah. people can find your IP address but that doesn't mean they know where you are and they can find you or they can do anything it's just people trying to trick you on the internet yeah it's very easy to be um scared into things yeah that's how scammers get you that's how yeah. they get you with internet email scams with phone calls they they know a minute detail about you and they trick you into doing whatever they want you to do mm. so just be mindful of that um because it's just such a disgusting thing that doesn't need to exist. And, you know, all, all props to TikTok as a platform for taking this shit down. I don't know how long it was up there for. Yeah. I, I hope it wasn't for that for too long. I'm glad that it's been taken down since. And for all channels and social media for like just outright blocking any content to do with this mm. or Momo or whatever. And that's the other, that like that's the other fucked up side effect. You have these horrific people doing awful things, which ends up then having a spillover effect on, you know, niche content creators who yeah. are doing things that are like, you know, special effects makeup artists. Yeah. I see a lot of them having oh, yeah. to be like TikTok. This is fake blood. I yeah. am a makeup artist. But like, even like, and then in the, the very like specific cases here where like the sculptor and the makeup artists who have had their images and their likenesses and their creative work mm, used for this shit. For something so How fucked How fucked up is that to learn that your work is being used to make to help kids... To try and get kids to kill exactly. themselves. Yeah, it's, it's fucking disgusting. And anyone who partakes in any of that thinking it's funny is a horrible person and deserves yeah. to be locked up for the rest of their fucking lives. To children who don't know any better as well. Yeah. 
Um, but that is the case. I don't even know what I'm going to call this because it's like three separate things. I suppose it would just be the Jonathan G TikTok trend. Um, I'm a bit concerned about putting that in an episode yeah, title, though. I um, we'll, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. Yeah, out. it's um, you'll see what we ended up deciding when you see the episode. Yeah. But um, yeah, thank you for joining us for another episode of On the on Rocks. The rocks. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, you can check us out on social media at the BSC Podcast. Our main show comes out every Wednesday, Australian Eastern Standard Time at 6 a.m., which I think is Tuesday night for a lot of other people. Oh, very nice. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next week. And now a short goodbye for a short show. Bye. Bye.